today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The Canadian International Auto Show and the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame announced a working relationship that, among other things, will see the Hall's induction ceremony become an annual part of the auto show. In making this uh, announcement, the Board of Directors and the Hall of Fame also announced a new media category of the Hall being created, and 10 prominent Canadian journalists are being inducted into it. And one of them is with us right now, Eric Thomas, host of Raceline Radio, which, of course, you can hear every Sunday night uh, here on CHML and across the country. He's been doing it for years. He's here now. Eric, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Well, listen, thank you very much for your uh, your congratulations and your, uh, and your, your kind words and uh, for having me on and being one of the model affiliates of our 15-station network, um, Global News 900. Well, station. we're happy that you host the thing here, which well. is nice. It's like being <laughs> ground zero. Like well, we, well yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, it's, a, it's great to be inside your building because you guys have been fantastic with the program, and you, you've aired it for, I think, just about all of the, or pretty darn close to all 27 years we've been on the air now. So it's uh, it's really been phenomenal. So uh, thank you so very very much. And you you've played, you know, they, you guys have all played a part in it. Everybody from, you know, the the board ops to uh, you know to Jeff and to Rick and to you and to the engineers and everybody there has all had a part in this. And uh, we certainly share the uh, the recognition with all you guys. How did you find out about this? I got a call from the um, chairman emeritus of the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame, Dr. Hugh Scully. Um, who said uh, there, there was, it was kind of like a two-barreled announcement. One, the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame, which has kind of been in limbo location-wise for the last little while, uh, is now going to be part of the Canadian International Auto Show in Toronto. And then they were going to open up a brand-new media category in the Hall of Fame uh, that includes myself and nine other very deserving uh, uh, people uh, in, involved in this sport on a journalistic standpoint, including um, our good friend, uh, the great Tim Miller from Tim the Miller, Hamlet, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hamlet Spectator, and Dave Franks, who certainly has been a, 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 a photographic figure around racetracks in our neck of the woods for, for as, as long as anybody can remember. So uh, there's going to be a special recognition with a black tie dinner featuring special guest Mario Andretti, who we've had on the show. And of course, he's a, a fellow Hall of Famer. We're going to be recognized uh, on the 13th of February. Uh, the Hall of Fame will be part of the, of the Hall of Fame, and then there's a formal induction, we think, either next year or maybe even this fall. So um, it's, uh, it's tremendous to be recognized for something that I've loved to uh, have you know, been, a, been a part of and to exercise and to work on for the last part of 27 years. So it's, uh, it's tremendous all the way around. Many, and I hate to say this, but many may not know there is a Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame. Tell us a little bit about this. Well, uh, yeah, and, and the Raceline Radio Network has thrown its support and always has been. Gary Magwood back in the, uh, in the early 90s, um, basically just after we, we got on the air with Raceline Radio, um, revived the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame. It used to have a small alcove down in the basement of the old um, Sports Hall of Fame on the CNE grounds in Toronto, and eventually grew and a lot of cars on display in various locations. You know, College Park in Toronto, Church in Carleton downtown was probably its last prominent location within the city. Then it was up at, uh, at Classic Motor Car up in the, in the Halton Hills area for a while, and then um, the, lo- the the collection you know, just sort of went into storage because, you know, having a, a Hall of Fame and paying rent and all that stuff is, is, you know, keeping the heat on and the lights on 
down and keeping people in there is kind of an expensive endeavor. The hall still exists, obviously, uh, as, a, as an assembly, as a, as a body, uh, and it certainly has its own website, and they're certainly continuing to induct people. But we've been involved with the hall since the very beginning uh, when Gary Magwood revived it with Lee Abramson. And, you know, we were involved, along with Tim Miller, in writing all the biographies. You know, when you go to the induction ceremony, there's, you know, very elaborate uh, videos on mm-hmm. each of the inductees. Tim writes those, I voice those, and we've been promoting the hall all these years. And now to be involved in, in, in the induction uh, as a member of the Hall of Fame, I'm very, very honored. Uh, talk about the Canadian uh, uh, racing uh, pedigree history. How strong is it now? Uh, what are we like for cultivating talent? Well, I, I th- you know, and I think that's one of the things that we were very lucky in terms of the timing of uh, when Raceline Radio hit the air because we did this in the early 90s when Scott Goodyear was doing his heroics at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Paul Tracy was emerging. Jacques Villeneuve was emerging as a, as a future IndyCar, Indy 500, and certainly Formula One champion. Of course, the stock car racers around, you know, uh, locally, and certainly, you know, looking at the heritage of people like, you know, Junior Hanley and Don Biederman and, and, and those folks around here, and certainly our drag racers uh, with a huge amount of global impact. And we rode that wave when it started in the 90s, and it really hasn't waned. I mean, you talk about... You know, Paul Tracy's still going. Paul Tracy's on television. And now, yep. you know, Robert Wickens is making some unbelievably great strides in his recovery from that near-fatal crash that he had in the IndyCar ranks. Let's you talk know, a little bit in, about in, that. In Pocono. Yeah, we will. I mean, I'm saying that you asked the question about cultivating Canadian talent. We've been fortunate to have that happen. So to cover that and put the stars on the air, and most of them are Canadian, has been a labor of love, but it's been kind of easy because our guys continue to be one of the most consistently in, uh, successful international sports contingents this country has. All right, let's, uh, I interrupted you there, but let's talk about Robert Wickens because sure. I remember uh, at uh, the NASCAR truck race at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park mm-hmm. talking to Ron Fellows yeah. about this, and he had been in to see him mm-hmm. and, and just said that, my goodness, he's in real bad shape. He is. He's uh, paralyzed from the chest down. And yet we're, so, we're slowly seeing mm-hmm. progress from him. Unreal. What can you tell us? Unreal. I mean, he, he went, when he, he's been paralyzed from the chest down, basically, since that crash at Pocono in the IndyCar race um, last August. And he has bound and determined to get back on his feet and get his legs working again from the point of just being able to wiggle his toes, move his feet. And now, yesterday, on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, he released a video where he's actually riding an exercise bike pushing the pedals down both legs under his own power. Yeah, I was very surprised to see that. Unbelievable. There's no resistance on that, but, you know, he's been walking down the hallway with with the assistance of what's called an exoskeleton. His left leg is fine. His right leg needs some movement, but now, under his own power, what you're talking about is a spinal cord injury, which really, really affected his lower extremities. But, man, Mm. he is fighting back to the point where... It's not going to be long before he's walking on his own. Will he walk normally? I don't know. I'm not an orthopedic surgeon, but to tell you the truth, a lot of folks maybe had written Robert Wickens off in terms of getting into a race car again, but all bets are off and have been with me from the beginning. This guy is a fighter, and what an inspiration he's been, and and what he's been able to accomplish since that wreck in August has been nothing short of miraculous. Yeah, it it was something to see that, that's for sure. Um, All right, talk a little bit more. Let's go back to the hall and the relationship between the Canadian Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame and the Auto Show. Well, what this is going to do now that the Motorsport Hall of Fame has now uh, been enveloped by the Canadian International Auto Show, this gives it uh, a place to put
put the collection in at a place regularly on an annual basis in one of the more popular auto uh, exhibitions that there is certainly in Canada uh, and certainly in in North America, which is a fantastic boost for the Hall of Fame. The Hall is also, you know, putting on this black tie dinner and is also going to be able to put some muscle and some exposure and some marketing oomph behind the Hall of Fame it didn't have before, which I think is tremendous. And we, we, we do a tremendous amount of work as well uh, at the Auto Show with Raceline and our various affiliates over the years. So to have this happen to the Hall of Fame uh, with the, you know, working on that with uh, Hugh Skelly and certainly our good friend of the Toronto Star, Norris McDonald, has had a tremendous amount of, of effort behind this to get this happening. So that just helps get the Hall back up to recognition and prominence again. And I, I think it's a fantastic move, and, uh, and I congratulate all those guys for pulling that off. So how much will we see at an auto show moving forward in regard to this? Well, I, I'm going to have to speculate, but I mean, there's there's certainly a lot of cars in the Hall of Fame collection. Some of them have been farmed out to their owners, and, and I would think that, you, you know, you, I'm going to speculate and say that you're probably going to see um, a, a lot of the collection that's in there. The, I mean, the Walter Wolf car that was entered in Formula One, I mean, they, they had a salute to the Indianapolis 500 in the in the, uh, at the, auto, in the auto show last year yeah. in terms of, uh, and you had all, a co- fantastic collection of Indy 500 500 winning cars out of the museum at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So when you've got that kind of, of, of collective power behind you, you're going to put together a pretty good darn exhibit. And the fact that you know they're going to have the names of the inductees in there, so instead of just being able to visit it on the website for the last little while, you're going to be able to go to a, a firm exhibit in the auto show and be able to enjoy uh, the Canadian Motor uh, Auto Pardon me, the Canadian Motor uh, Speedway and or uh, the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame exhibit that's in there. That's good to see. Uh, <laughs> tell me. us how you got into this. How did Raceline Radio start? I mean, I remember the day you were a sportscaster in radio. You and the late great Tom Rivers and Evelyn Mako had yep. a fabulous show yep. that we all listened to growing up. Well, during yeah. Um, how, how did you how did you end up doing this and and well, and and just concentrating on motorsports? Well, yeah. I mean, when I was doing that, and I started in uh, it started when my dad took me. To the Maritville Speedway in St. Catharines, which is 68 years old this season, longest operating, oldest dirt track in the country, took me there when I was seven years old, and that started a love affair with a game that never wavered and, and never lessened. And back in the 70s, just out of high school and going to college, I was the announcer at Maritville, Ransomville, and a little bit at Humberstone and, uh, and uh, Cayuga Speedway as well. And then in the 90s, when I was working, as you said, in, in Toronto, um, Bruce Mellenbacher, of course, his family in the Hall of Fame as well, with Dragway Park in Cayuga. And his partner, the late John Massingberg, put together a thing called Raceline Motorsport Television on TSN, where we went and, uh, and covered a lot of events in the country that had not been on Canadian television before. And then shortly thereafter that, they said, do you have an idea for a companion radio show? And I said, does Pinocchio have a wooden bum? You bet, because <laughs> I've been listening to those shows all the time. So Alan Davis, who's now the program director at GR in Buffalo, was at CJCO 1430 in Toronto long before it became the fan. And he said, yep, we're going to put this on the air, but it has to be highly produced. It has to be as slick as our Leaf coverage, as our Jays coverage, as then the Argo coverage and what have you. So we put together this highly produced thing, and we launched that thing in, you know, 91, 92, and here we are 27 years later. So that's basically where it started, and we've been lucky over the years to have great exposure to our athletes who get it. They really love the, the, the exposure, and you don't get you know, a whole lot of resistance in terms of driver star participation. And that's basically where it started, and we're just beginning our 27th consecutive season on the air, which is kind of unusual and kind of rare in long-form programming, as you probably know. So we've been very, very fortunate to be able to uh, – 
to keep this on the air thanks to our, our you know, very, very uh, loyal sponsors like Subaru and Continental Tire uh, uh, and people like that, uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park that have kept us on the air, the programmers of our 15 affiliates from coast to coast, including uh, CHML. So it's uh, every, every, everything has to work in tandem like dominoes. And it has worked lovely for the last 27 years. And we're very, very, we're blessed and we're very, very grateful. I love it when you uh, throw old pics up there on Facebook. Uh, and man, <laughs> I wish I had the one that you do, which is uh, you and Dale Earnhardt I'm Sr. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my desk. And you're interviewing him. Explain that. Explain the situation. Well, that's, uh, that, was at, uh, that was at Cayuga Speedway back when Bob Slack owned it. And uh, he had brewery, Molson Brewery money behind it. And it was, uh, and, and, and Dale was doing an, on, on um, Oh, uh, an exhibition race at um, at um, Michigan International Speedway, and they made the uh, the move to have him come in, and he had, he came in by helicopter, and they dropped him in the infield, and being the track announcer, I was uh, up where he was, threw a hat on him, and grabbed the mic, and we did a little thing with him, jumped in the car, the car didn't last. Um, but he was there, and it was just a long string of, of headlining NASCAR drivers that Bob Slack, who's also in the Hall of Fame, uh, God love him now, the, the late Bob Slack, brought in all these NASCAR stars, Alan Kulwicki, Sterling Marlin, you know, the Allisons, you know, mm-hmm. Bobby and Davey when he was around, and, and brought all these guys in, including, you know, the, the late, great Dale Earnhardt, and happened to be their track announcer, so I talked to him, and he couldn't have been a nicer guy, you know, and I've interviewed him a number of times, and somebody took that, that photograph, probably Dave Franks, who's going into the Hall of Fame with us, and uh, that's also up in Niagara College, because I went there for radio and TV, that's up in their sort of Wall of Fame thing, mm. which is kind of cool, but I have that I have that photograph beside me here in, in my office, because, you know, he's, a, he's an iconic legend, and uh, one of those opportunities where, if you're going to cover the sport, you got to do the stars, and we always have had that as our mandate, it's never lessened, and, uh, and Big E, as I call him, was a big part of that. Mm, great shot. Uh, biggest thrill, memory, over the these oh yeah, years. so many, so many of them. <clears throat> I think. I, I well, think, there's one right there, but uh, <laughs> you got another. <laughs> I have another one, and it's oddly enough, it involves both Mario Andretti and Michael Andretti. I remember, uh, and we've had great access to those guys. Of course, let me do the Michael one first. Michael Andretti, of course, with our with our trackside live on the air coverage of the Indy in Toronto. And we like to get the winner on the air before we leave the air. We had about, ooh, I don't know, 15 minutes before we were going to leave the air. And I didn't think Michael was going to get done with all the hat flip stuff and all the post-racing ceremony. Anyway, we're, I'm looking down and going, God, I wish we could get him here. And what do I see coming down uh, Thunder Alley in an overloaded golf cart with a lot of his uh, you know, teammates and, and crew and the PR guy from the race, Merrill Kane, comes by with Michael Andretti. He jumps up on stage, puts the headset on. We shake hands with him, and we do 15 minutes of live radio in front of a packed Thunder Alley. And, it, you know, and you, mm. you're a radio guy. You know what that's like mm. to work in front of a live audience. That was one highlight. The other one was another race entirely. We were due to have Mario Andretti come on with us. And right before he was due, we had a torrential downpour, even like a little mini tornado go through. And we had a, a whole bunch of, of school kids who were there for the day underneath our canopy in front of our race liner in Thunder Alley, all t- coming in. And it was thunder and lightning and what have you. And they're all in yellow uh, raincoats, and I look down into the sea of little yellow raincoats, and they're yelling and screaming because of the storm. This little face pops up with a yellow raincoat on, too, and it's Mario Gabriel Andretti. <laughs> He's in the middle of this crowd. He made his interview, jumped up on stage. The kids, I don't know if they really knew who he was, but what a trooper. Here's Mario, the winningest driver of our generation in our sport, F1 champ, Formula One champ, Daytona 500 champion, a legend that he is, made this thing in the rain with his raincoat on. Of course, he's only a little guy. 
He wasn't much mm. bigger than half the kids that were there. Yeah, there you go. What, what, an, what an exciting moment that happened. There's just two moments that have happened in our history you know, that, that I remember very, very well, and one of the reasons I say why we're blessed to be able to be on the air and do what we do and be recognized by the Hall. Will you, always, you. Will you always raise your hand when it's time for a ride-along? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do that. Have you, have you ever been in any one? I, I had a chance to do the ride-on in the two... The two-seater Indy car, but yeah. uh, being being rather of uh, of uh, large in girth and in stature, I couldn't fit in the back seat. You know, and oh, you have to be like a, a an eight year old kid to get in those well, things. Like, well, exactly, you got to be like this little small dude. I did have. However, I remember Ron Fellows telling me that that he was too big to race. Oh, I, well, exactly. <laughs> I know a lot of people who can't get in there. You know, because yeah. uh, they don't like to be closed in. You know, yeah. but I, I tell you what, I did do. I had a ride in the two seater dirt modified with Danny Johnson at Ransomville Speedway. There you and that, go. And you and I have been to that place, yes. and that's a little closer to my handle yeah. where it all started. And that was a thrill to be in behind Danny Johnson when he broadslided a two seater <laughs> dirt modified around the corner at the big R at Ransomville Speedway. So we've we've had a lot of great adventures over the twenty seven year uh, history of this program. Uh, good for you, Eric. Eric Thanks, Thomas, guys. Raceline Radio Network, and now being inducted into the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame in the media category. Uh, that coming up. Eric, again, congratulations. Uh, well deserved. You certainly are a passionate man about the sport, and we love having you on to uh, jaw about all things that go around. Uh, thanks so much, and congratulations. Thank you so much, Scooter. You're a very, very good friend, and uh, and we do appreciate the kind words. Thanks, Take man. care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.